You are listening to the Soar Above Cancer podcast, episode 136, The Magic of Storytelling, our chat with Harmon, with your host, Gabrielle and Alex. Hello, fellow cancer thrivers. Welcome to this week's episode of the Soar Above Cancer podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding the strength to not only survive a cancer diagnosis, but thrive at living one's life with cancer. So today we are having on the podcast a friend of Alex and someone that I'm meeting for the first time. So I'm very excited to hear more about his cancer story, but as well uh, what his views are on meditation and positivity and all these beautiful concepts. So let's get right into things with our first question, which is like always one of our most difficult, I think. And it is, who is Harmon? Hey guys. Uh, So I've heard this question for the first time really in college. One of my professors asked everyone this question and I had no idea how to answer it. I think it's sort of something that we, uh, we figure out as we, as we go. But for now, I guess I could say, uh, who am I? My name's Harmon. I'm 26. Uh, I live in Brampton. Um, I am creative. I am a little bit spiritual. I am figuring it out. Um, professionally, I work in marketing and uh, events, which is a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I also enjoy sports. That's a big part of my life. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm really glad to have the opportunity to finally have you on. We've chatted a few times in the past and met through the Survivor Conference, I believe, in 2019 and just have had a couple of chats. And I think you and I are really similar in in our views when it comes to cancer. And so when we dive into cancer specifically, I'll just ask you, tell us a little bit about your cancer experience. Yeah, so I was first diagnosed when I was 15. Uh, in grade 10 and uh, I was always out and about playing sports out in as soon as school was done so uh, just I was at just another soccer game that we were doing weekly and uh, I noticed my running was a little bit different and I was slowing down a little bit I was in a little bit of pain so I kind of just shrugged it off it was probably just another injury that I had and uh, I'm sure it'll get better over time and you know a month later still bugging me and uh so I started just walk just went into a walk-in clinic to thought I'd get an x-ray done and got a phone call saying uh you need to come in like right, right away uh so they knew right off the bat uh that it was cancer actually mm-hmm. uh right mm-hmm. from the x-ray so I had osteosarcoma which is the same thing that Terry Fox had uh in my yeah. right leg so I went through um chemotherapy and I went through surgery um quite a few reconstruction surgeries because at first they used a donor bone, which didn't really work. And then I used bone for my left leg, which has been holding on for about nine years now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fast forward to a couple of years ago where I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Now, oh. at this point, I was 10 years out. And after you're about five years out, the chances of you getting cancer are just about the same as anybody else Mm -hmm. so having thyroid cancer which typically affects women over 35 I didn't really fit into that category Mm -hmm. and having uh, thyroid cancer luckily they just had to take it out and it was one surgery and I found it a lot easier having to go through this experience 
now that I had gone through something much more aggressive uh, when I was at a younger age. That's true. That's true. And where are you at now? Like, do you consider yourself in remission or is the cancer still something that requires treatments? Yeah. So after they took it out um, from my throat, I have a little bit of a scar there, but it, I don't really think about it much. It doesn't really bug me at all. Uh, I just have to take a pill every morning to make sure my thyroid function is everything's good. And I get that checked about twice a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I am in remission and feeling pretty good. That's great, great to hear. Yeah. Well, interesting. We don't get the opportunity to talk to to people who were diagnosed in high school. So, what was that like for you, being in grade yeah. ten, to having the half of your high school still to do in treatments and all those things? Yeah. So the first. Uh, when I sort of figured out I was diagnosed, I was going back and forth between the hospital and being in class. So I was missing a lot of classes and, um, my classmates didn't really know what was up and it's hard to just throw this huge, uh, bomb on them saying I have cancer. So I didn't really bring it up right away. And I think in high school, it's a time where you're really just figuring out who your friends are and Mm -hmm. what you want to do and sort of just figuring out yourself and your social connections. So, um, it was tough because, uh, you know, I really wanted to be around people and not being able to walk was like a physical restriction because having cancer in my leg. And um, I think I was seeking support as well from a lot of people. But at the same time, I now I put myself in their shoes and sort of understand that it, like things like grief and, and pain, it's really hard to understand. So I think not receiving it at that time and that love I was looking for uh it kind of made sense to me why these things are really hard to grasp yeah especially at that age i mean you're you're a lot more focused and i guess rightfully so when you're in grade 10 and in and around high school a lot of your focus really becomes on yourself i think at that age a lot of the concepts are skewed you don't really have a lot of thought of how other people are feeling so what were the reactions of some of your friends around you? I know you touched upon it, but how do the people around you, maybe like classmates, schoolmates, friends, how did they react to this whole situation? Yeah. Uh, I remember the first thing somebody said was, is it contagious? Yeah. And, uh, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was just kind of funny. Uh, yeah. and, um, overall they, they were, they were checking in on me even when I was in the hospital, just saying like, how are things going? Uh, when are you going to be back? And uh, that came up quite a lot. And even I didn't know that that uncertainty was still there. Um, so I ended up being homeschooled for mm. grade 10, grade 11. And then I went on to, it was a credit recovery school where I sort of fast paced getting my credits and homeschool in itself was another experience, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that we, you know, we have the internet, we can still keep in touch with people. Yeah, no kidding. And I think one of the topics that you and Alex had discussed previously was meditation. So what kind of role has meditation played within your cancer experience? Uh, I really just started touching up on meditation and learning about it about two years ago. Um, I've, 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 you know, I heard about it here and there, but I never really bothered to sit down and practice it just because 
I, at first, I, the thought of it sounds extremely boring to sit down and do absolutely nothing, really. And it, it wasn't until I started going to therapy and one of my therapists recommended it. And um, my experience with it, at first, it was really tough. And I think it really takes, it sort of evolved over, over the two years where um, now I'm allowed, allowing myself to be more present. I'm mm-hmm. saying um, being able to sit through certain feelings and not be reactive to them. Um, I think that's, that's a huge one. Um, overall, just being calm. And uh, I think it's really about just being aware of our thoughts and not being uh, ruminating too much. Because I, I, I really did catch myself uh, overthinking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, there's, it's normal to some extent. Um, meditation has a lot of benefits and I recommend everyone to try it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I actually just started really focusing on it and trying to be more consistent with it like a month ago. And I'm noticing in this time, especially everyone's more anxious. I find I'm more anxious just with regular life. Thinking about going back to work certain days is really stressful, but even so when you try and sit for 20 minutes, you touch upon it there. It's really tough to kind of be mindful and be present. So have you developed maybe like tricks or has it become easier over time while meditating to focus and be more mindful or maybe share a bit about that? Yeah. um, You know, also at the start, I, I, I would catch myself wanting to literally just take a nap and I would fall asleep like, yeah. 10 15 minutes because I was at such in a relaxed state that's sort of getting better I find that if I do it in the morning versus maybe like mid-afternoon I'm, I'm less mm-hmm. likely to fall asleep because I just woke up and that's mm-hmm. a good way to start the day as well um, another thing I found with meditation is just um, being more mindful throughout my day and, and mm-hmm. catching myself Actually, I was just listening to another podcast with Deepak Chopra yesterday. Mm. And uh, one thing he said, which, which really resonated was, you know, if you catch yourself um, not being in the moment, you'll instantly come back to the moment because you realize you're not in the moment. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Holy. Yeah. Do you have any apps or different tools that you use to help you meditate? Um, I started with... Uh, calm Uh, I found their YouTube videos and that girl's voice is extremely calming (laughs) Um, so that that was a good start Um, after a while I found that I sort of knew what she was gonna say next so it was hard to focus so I had to find something else Mm -hmm. Um, guided meditation is really cool though just because it really there's so many different types like you know you can sort of take your mind to a beach or a mountain and sort of immerse yourself uh, for 10, 15 minutes. And sometimes I'll, you know, as it, as they're saying, you know, start feeling your toes and hands again. I'm like, holy crap. I just went through this really cool experience mm-hmm. and took myself here. Um, but yeah. I, I recommend this app called insight timer. I think mm-hmm. there's like 30,000 different free meditations. Yeah. That oh. is the one that I use as well. And I love it because you can, Soar through the meditations by topic, by type of meditation, by number of minutes that they are, like all these things, and you can find exactly what you want and what you need. So, yeah, it's really cool. It's like a little community. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. I, I actually downloaded, it's funny you bring up Deepak Chopra. I just downloaded an app with him and Oprah that my mom had showed me. They're doing a guided meditation and I think it's free for the month of April. And I think they're starting to sort of go back to charging in May, but I've had a chance to, to check them out and kind of try a couple of their each day. And I've gone through about a week, week and a half now. And I like the guided meditation, like you said, and I find really interesting you brought up a beach. That's actually where I find I take myself. I'm kind of in my own state and I will think I'm at a beach and it helps me really calm myself. So I know there's guided meditation, but is there anywhere that your mind travels to specifically that makes you more mindful? Um, Jay, there's a Instagram um, influencer. He used to be a monk, Jay Shetty. I really enjoy some of his meditations as well. And he'll take you to a bunch of places. And I think one of them that I really enjoyed was it was being on a mountain and he started at the bottom of the mountain. And as he works up this mountain, he, you know, you keep telling yourself to look down and look up saying how far you've come versus, you know, thinking that the mountain mm -hmm. is so tall and how much more you have to go. And uh, that one I found really powerful as well. Nice. Very it's cool. almost it's almost also a parallel that we can adopt in our own lives and look back and see how far we've actually come within our cancer experiences, but as well just like our, our lives and what we've achieved. Sometimes it's it's harder to be content and be mindful and relaxed and calm when you're looking at the future and everything else you need to do, right? Absolutely. And I think that it's really cool that there's many different kinds of meditation as well, where mm. I remember doing like body scan meditation mm. and uh, breath work. Um, I think also just putting yourself uh, in that state, you sort of catch yourself throughout the day being more calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. I feel like we really touched on a lot prior, Harmon, with a couple of our conversations was just this fact of being grateful with what you have now and kind of this positivity aspect of things that you didn't really think about pre-diagnosis and that now really comes into your life post-diagnosis. So do you find that maybe you're a little bit more grateful or a little bit more positive after the fact of being diagnosed? Yeah, that's another practice that I implemented every morning before or as soon as I wake up and then as soon as I go to bed is just mm -hmm. listing in my mind, uh, you know, three to five things that I'm grateful for. And uh, I think before you don't realize how much we really take for granted uh, mm -hmm. until you sort of lose that thing. And mm -hmm. my example for that would be, you know, I really enjoyed simply being outdoors and uh, walking around or even I remember when I had one of my surgeries just being stuck on the bottom floor of my house so after like a few months I remember at one point I got to go upstairs and like just being grateful to go upstairs and walk yeah. again Seriously. or um, unrelated to cancer I had a, a jaw surgery so I was unable to chew and and really talk for about six weeks so just being grateful for for having you know the ability to to do those things Mm -hmm. and um you don't really think about it really until you lose it yeah yeah absolutely 
Definitely. I'm curious, are there things that you're more grateful for right now in quarantine? Um, I'd say family, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Family's a big one. Uh, being able to be able to connect with them, whether that's Zoom or the house party app mm-hmm. or FaceTime. Um, being grateful for essential workers yeah is people who are out there you know providing us with you know the basic necessities of us getting getting through this yeah Yeah. no that's a great one i i wouldn't have even thought of that right off the top of my head i'm really glad you brought that up and one thing that we've chatted about is is on the topic of positivity and we've, we've touched on all these really fantastic topics you, you're a big fan of some of these these podcasts that I've never even heard of before, but then when you described them to me, I was thinking, I don't know why I haven't really thought of these before. So maybe describe a couple of the podcasts that you've listened to over the past little while that you really like to listen to when you were on the train, like, for example, back and forth for work. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to open up my uh, app here so I can remember. Yeah, perfect. Go for it. Um, one of my favorite ones is called the happiness lab with Dr. Lori Santos. Okay. And, um, she's a professor at a university in the States. I forgot which one, but, uh, her podcast, every episode is like a TV show. Like it's really well produced. She interviews a lot of people. It's got like the cool sound effects going on. I really enjoy that one. And it's all science-based. Everything she says is based off science um another one that i really enjoy was uh, i was talking earlier about jay shetty yeah. and he lived as a monk for a while and he has some really cool interviews with um a lot of people whether they're in entertainment or, or business um so he touches a lot of industries um one more i'd say is with cat john uh, she's from Australia and her podcast is called Cat John is Real, Raw and Relatable. And she, mm-hmm. there's like no filter on this. She doesn't hold back. Um, she sort of like preaches in your face and I love it. You Sometimes you just need that. Um, I think those are like my top three right now. And there's another one called Soar Above Cancer. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it or anything, but yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> this, this new podcast about well from Brene Brown I don't know if you've ever come across her books but it talks a lot about positivity and mindfulness being present all these beautiful connections and topics and it's called Unlocking Us so she just started it but I think I would recommend it to you if you have the chance to check that one out mm-hmm. for sure yeah mm-hmm. A question that I ask everyone as well, and now that we're kind of on the topic, uh, how have you been keeping busy during this quarantine? Have there any t- hobbies you've been taking up? Anything new you've been trying to trying to work out? How's that been going? You know what? Like relatively, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, nice. Finding stuff to do. Uh, there's this weird sense like we're all sort of stuck at home like we're all sort of doing the same thing like you don't Mm -hmm. there are times where I do feel alone but knowing that we're all quarantined at home together like there's this weird togetherness feeling Mm -hmm. um what I've been doing I've been biking a lot and Mm -hmm. uh 
you know, over actually, it's funny is I've been trying to gain weight and I've actually been losing weight. And I probably uh, credit that to me biking like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I set up a boxing bag in my garage. So I've been practicing just sparring and boxing for fun. Um, and then the other thing that I've been doing is just experimenting with cooking and baking. Mm. I used to yes. eat out like crazy <laughs> all the time. So just taking a nice little break from that. Uh, it's been nice yeah for sure (laughs) I'm wondering if we can kind of wrap up the episode on a very important topic right now and we've touched upon the topic a little bit before and other questions or other answers but this concept of happiness and let's start with maybe what is happiness for you now that you've been through everything you've been through Oh man, that's a loaded question. I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, I think happiness is it's uh, it's a state of mind. It's it's being wholesome. It's not like I think a lot a lot of people and myself included were sort of seeking and try to unlock this thing, happiness. But I think just like just like feeling. Um, you know, feeling anxious. I think a lot of the times I was also labeling my thoughts, like saying stuff like I am anxious or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I am sad, but I think changing those thoughts into, you know, I, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling, that's just feeling. I'm not, I'm not actually anxious. I, I'm mm-hmm. feeling anxious. So I think with happiness, it's, it, it comes, it goes. Um, you can, um, Wow, I I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're Um, doing great. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, being calm for me is, uh, and being at peace, it means happiness to me. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And I think you're putting yourself in a good mindset with the meditation and with kind of just taking everything as it is. And I think in this time, happiness has really changed for a lot of people. Some people needed certain connections maybe, or they needed certain things they saw in their life that created happiness. And now that maybe not a lot of those are available, the idea of happiness has changed. And I I have a feeling a lot of people will come out of this with more of a, of a minimalistic view of happiness in a positive way, in the sense that, you know, you just kind of need a couple of things to be happy. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for. I'm noticing that I'm more happy just doing basic things, reading, right? So I think a lot of people will hopefully come out with that same mindset. Yeah, that's a great point, Alex. It surely shows like how much, how little we really need to 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 get through or you know our day to day. Yeah, 100%. and what's really important to us as well. Yeah, yeah, and that we can really be content with what we have. Like we're enough. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I actually just have one last question. Just mentioning that you had a, had a chance to bike and work out. Has your workout sort of, have you had to make some adjustments because of your diagnosis more recently? Or has it been, have you been able to do more workouts that you, that you would normally like to do? Yeah, the cancer diagnosis played a huge part in that because mm-hmm. I, I can't really run anymore um, and if I do, I, I might be, I might be, my leg's pretty fragile. So I might be right. putting that at risk and, um, I'm still working with through some pain in my leg, but even just being grateful for the pain and being, being, being known that, you know, if I wasn't in pain, 
um, that would be kind of scary. Knowing that I'm in pain, I can recognize that, you know, I need to give attention to this area. Mm. Um, but, but looking at stuff like sports that I can still play. So, um, you know, just like we, me and my brother just ordered some tennis balls from Amazon. So we've been playing tennis in front of my house or nice. something like boxing where I don't have to move too much mm. or um, biking where I can sit down. So looking at sports, that I can still and do effectively because I am I mean I used to be quite competitive so I still want to engage in some sort of activity yeah that's awesome I know you never cancer might come you never lose the competitiveness I know that for a fact I really appreciate you having uh taking the time to speak with us today Harmon it was great just chatting really about your cancer story your mindset when it comes to things like meditation, how you approach the world, positivity, and how a lot of things that you listen to, you strive towards, are, are mainly focused in that positive mindset. And the way you worked around happiness and the way that you really showed us happiness is really a state of mind and how you approach it. It's really mature and nice to hear. So I just want to thank you for myself and for Gabrielle as well for just having the, the time uh, available to speak with us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no worries. And thank you guys for creating this platform for allowing people to to share their stories. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So this does end episode 136, The Magic of Storytelling, our chat with Harmon. A big thank you to you, our listeners. And before you go, just a quick reminder, if you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or if you simply want to share your story, reach out to us. Our details are linked in the show notes. Many smiles to you and see you next week.